Welcome to Marketing Conversations with Lamp House Films, a show where we give you access to tips and insights from today's marketing thought leaders. Today, I'm gonna to be talking to Katie from Public. Public is an amazing new investing platform that combines the stock market with social media. In our conversation, Katie and I talk about the things that she wishes she would have known when she was first getting started in marketing, as well as the unique challenges that she faces introducing brand new people to an industry. Yeah, yeah, we came out of beta in September um, and we really saw a ton of growth March, April. The market took a dive, obviously, and um, when that happens, some people see that as a way to buy some of these blue chip companies at a discount. So if Apple's down 20% and you're like, okay, I, I believe in Apple in the long term, that's a good time to get in. And so we saw like 80% growth. At a startup, you're wearing like all of the hats. When I started, I was actually, only, there was only two marketing people. And so at a startup, you're doing everything from like the evergreen cadence of product marketing communications and kind of scheduled campaigns uh, and, and sort of maintenance of the owned channels, but also proactively looking for partnerships. Um, we also have a lot of like um, tentpole campaigns that we have scheduled. Um, those could be like a major announcement, new investment, new people involved in the company, or we do a lot of like fun, stunty kind of things. So stunty. Example, yeah. Yeah. Give me an example. That sounds interesting. Yeah. So on actually next week, we're launching something called ticker tees where, um, you could actually input your public portfolio handle and select, uh, stock tickers that you want to print on a custom t-shirt. So like mine might be. Tesla and Peloton and beyond. And it's a oh, way. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's a way to, you can create a custom tea. We had to kind of set up a special system for doing it. Um, but basically it's reinforcing kind of the longer term investing mindset. If you think about your favorite t-shirt, you have it for, you know, decades sometimes. And so we want people to kind of think about owning companies they want to believe in for the long term so much that they're going to put it on a t-shirt and wear it. So they're, they're sort of um, brand plays, but they also always go back to like our strategic positioning. In your early communications with people who have not, who are not familiar with that, when you're first reaching out to people, how much are you thinking about the mission vision of what you guys are doing um, in the, in those early communications as you're sort of re-educating the market on their way in? The mission is absolutely central for us. Our mission is to, to make the stock market inclusive, educational, and fun. And we believe the way to do that is to change and reimagine the very culture of investing. Um, so there's kind of two barriers to entry that a lot of people cite. One is economic, and there's been a lot of tech technological changes that have really helped facilitate more people getting access. The second one that we're really focused on, too, is the psychological. So just like you said, this has been a very homogenous industry, even in the advertising historically, it's always, you know, in the commercials, a white man in his sixties, just if you, if you tell someone to close their eyes and picture an investor, you usually get the same kind of thing. Oh, the guy running around, you know, wall street with the blue jacket or, you know, my grandfather. And, um, so we really just representation is a big part of that. We're elevating different voices in our community. We're proactively partnering with groups of people and organizations that other financial services industries are, are ignoring, frankly. And so just seeing yourself represented in, in our branding and the experience and having it feel more familiar changes a lot. 
And so both of those things together, you know, people having an active learning experience starting small and also feeling like they belong in a community of people that, you know, is diverse and broad. Um, those two things are really helping change the culture. I feel like you have a tough job. You're advertising in a space that almost doesn't exist yet. So tell me a little bit about what that is like. There was an interesting Twitter thread going on a couple of days ago. Um, and we were kind of, our brand was in the conversation and somebody brought up a point of, wouldn't it be easier just to go after the low hanging fruit, um, go after the people who are already into trading. Um, and our, our co-CEO chimed in and made a really good point. And he said that as a growing company, the people you acquire become who you are. Um, and so if we were to go after that stereotypical group of people exclusively, that's what we become. And then it becomes harder to broaden from there because you're just proliferating that same kind of culture and you're not removing that psychological barrier. Well, that is the one that's, I thought really interesting about your role is that it is a social media. And I saw it like your email footer has your portfolio linked. And so there is a piece of your job, I'm sure, which is just encouraging the natural growth of people making other people interested in the platform. Yes. Um, our, yeah, we, we look at that as a K factor and how kind of built in aspects of the app make it innately more viral. And so one thing we did is you could actually, um, if you want to share your activities, so say today I invested in Peloton, obviously a big Peloton fan, um, I can actually with one click create like a beautiful Instagram story that has my investment and links to my profile with one tap. Um, so there's things like that that are built in to encourage people to share and, and that obviously drives our growth. How much of your growth do you, I mean, I don't know if you have metrics on that, but is that a big part of the way you're growing? Just people seeing their friends doing this? Yeah. Since we're um, a social app, organics, huge referrals are big. Um, it's actually interesting. A lot of, there are a lot of companies have referral programs, invite your friends, you get something back in ours. You, you invite your friends and you get a free slice of stock. Yeah. I just but, did this the other day. <laughs> yeah. But it, which is great. It's a nice little perk, but it's actually when I invite my friends, I, I it, yes, I love the stock, but it's also like they're now enhancing my experience in the app. Because now I can pull them into a chat group. I know more people in the community. So th to the extent that your friends are on the app, it, it becomes infinitely more fun. Um, and so you have that double incentivization. You also have kind of the, the looking at like the hierarchy of needs. You telling your friend you're investing is sort of like, um, it, it's a positive on you in many cases. It, so people are also incentivized in that they, people want to look smart in front of their friends. They want to look like they're using the cool new apps. And so all those things work together to drive uh, referrals. I take it a lot of like the people on your, on your platform are first time investors. 90%. 90%. No 90%. kidding. That's really like significant. First or one of the first investing experiences. So that, that's a big thing when it comes to how we make decisions and product too. So mostly new investors, it's really important we need to add safety measures um, as we're making it easier to invest to ensure people have a good first experience. So now we have labels on certain stocks that might be risky and you actually have to swipe um, to kind of acknowledge that you have the context before you buy. So things like that are important because you have to kind of balance the democratization with responsibility to your users. And it's great that it's easy, it's great that it's fun, but there's a level of education that, that new investors need. And so to combine the two.
Um, so you've been in the marketing biz for a little while. Um, you've been here for a little less than a year, but I, you've been sort of working in marketing for a while. How have you seen the marketing landscape change in the time that you've been working in it? Yeah, I mean, I just think the pace of innovation with digital has been insane. Um, what's been fascinating is I always felt like early in my career, I was like at the forefront of all these platforms and I was kind of the one who was on the ground. And now, you know, I look at TikTok and I'm like, wow, is this what, is this what Twitter was like for my boss uh, in like 2010? And it totally is. Um, and so I just think the acceleration of, of technology and digital has been just absolutely mind blowing. Um, and it just, I think it, it feels like it just keeps getting faster and faster and faster. As a film company, this is a thing that plagues me. I see a lot of film companies that are 20 years old and everything they make looks like it is straight out of the 90s. And I'm like, yeah. how are you doing that? And then as TikTok, again, that was the signal to me that I'm like, oh, I don't get this. I'm like, oh no, it's happening to me. <laughs> and so what are you doing um, in your marketing to make sure that that like that you're that you don't get out of touch. I I feel like I'm a sponge. I'm always, you know, I'm on Twitter following thought leaders. I'm always reading new things. I think you have to just stay curious um, and just assume that if you if you think you're an expert in a space today, it's already changing. And so you have to have that humility to accept when you don't know certain things and tap people who do. So what would what would your tips be to marketing professionals? So the audience of the show is a lot of people who are five years behind your journey as a marketing professional. So what is the thing that you wish that you knew then? And what are what are some tips that you would give to those? To those? I think don't I think one thing is kind of when you're when you're early in your career, you think that um, your career success is going to be tied to you knowing everything. And what I've found is that oftentimes the smartest people in the room are the people who have the confidence to ask questions, have things broken down because half the time, half the, half the people in the room have the same question. And I think when you're younger, you, especially you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to hold it in. Um, but, you know, I have a mentor who's been a CEO of many companies. And what I learned from him is he's always the first person to ask a question. He's never afraid to look uninformed. And um, if anything, it just shows that you're engaged, you're curious. Um, it, it allows people to have more empathy just from a business relations standpoint that like you're a human being and you're getting on that level with them. And that's something I, I only recently kind of started being more comfortable with. So. Don't be afraid to talk about what you don't know and ask questions. And another thing too is I think sometimes marketers um, kind of, when I started my career, it was kind of that boom of marketing conferences and marketers always like, they had these posses and they were always in these clusters. But some of the most interesting things I learned that kind of have inspired me as a marketer come from other industries. And so I think diversifying kind of um, your connections and the people you're engaging with either outside of your industry, like we're doing right now, or even with other roles, um, that is where you're going to grow and not necessarily in these little echo chambers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we live in a world that like all of our favorite apps are literally just like algorithms designed to be echo chambers. And so yeah. that's, that's a good reminder to like find a way to break out of your circles because the, the rest of the world has a lot to teach you. So as you're, um, 
sort of forecasting um, your campaigns and things moving into the future. Um, how do you feel like, we talked about the way that marketing has, has changed um, since you've been working in it, but what do, you, what do you feel like is next? What are the things that you're really trying to like um, be mindful of as you're, as you're moving into the future? I think a big theme in marketing right now is transparency. I, there's a really cool trend happening of people talking about how they're building companies as they're building them. And there's a lot of great thought leaders on Twitter and elsewhere um, that are actually talking about how they have, how they're achieving these wins in real time. I think there's been one of the positive effects of COVID I think has been this democratization of thought leadership because now these, these temple conference circuits that usually only had one person talking, you're, you're blowing it wide open now. And you know, you're getting the people on the ground sharing their ideas. And so one thing we're doing more of is being really transparent about how we're, how we're doing things at public. So we have a medium um, blog where we talk about, like we have our principles as a company. We have a post about that. One of our CEOs just wrote a post about how we view virality and how we calculate it. Um, and so that's, that works well for us because a big community that we think um, our app would resonate with our marketers. And so kind of earning that like uh, cred as thought leaders in marketing will, will benefit um, from a growth standpoint as well. So I think the transparency is a big one. I feel like because of Instagram, because of Twitter, people are growing this ability to spot falseness and yeah. they're tired of it. And so yeah. I, I, I think that that's a fascinating trend to observe in marketing. Like people, people want to see reality and people want to see transparency. Yeah. Authenticity. I mean, people, if you have a big mission, like we have, you have to live that mission. Um, there's just, you're never going to have a successful business if you're not backing that up in your product and your communications in you know, the way you're going to market. And so I think what I, what I love about everything that's happening with brands becoming more, um, you know, taking stands, people are actually, it used to be, you know, you take a stand and everyone's like, oh, let's clap, you know, let's clap for Oreo. They had the rainbow cookie. Great. But no one peeled back the layers. Now it's like people are following up. Be like, oh, you said you were going to diversify your leadership team. Like, how's that going? They're literally checking in. And I think it's good. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Well, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Conversations with Lamphouse Films. Lamphouse is a production company that focuses on film-centered marketing campaigns. If you want to chat with us about your next campaign, we'd love to hear from you. I'm Josh at LamphouseFilms.com. If you're enjoying these conversations, make sure to subscribe and write a review in Apple Podcasts that helps more people find the show. Don't forget to tune in next week for my conversation with James Gregson from Lego.